Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Please be seated. This is our third and final week in the 12th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. This chapter of Luke has an encouragement and and judgment all wrapped up together in one nice little package. Famous sayings like last week we had, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And difficult sayings like we have in our gospel reading today. If you were to build a top 10 list of things you wish Jesus didn't say, our reading today would most likely make the list. (laughs) Who wants to preach on this one? Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. It's certainly not the encouraging and loving words we expect Jesus to say. So what is Jesus saying? Is it really all the doom and gloom as it sounds like? Well, yes and no. We usually suggest that Jesus had his harshest words to religious folks like Pharisees and Sadducees or or toward political people like King Herod. But his words today are not addressed to any of those people directly. Our reading today is part of the larger teaching of Jesus in Luke chapter 12. It is addressed to a great crowd of people. In the very first verse of our chapter, the author wrote, the crowd gathered by the thousands. So this is a very large crowd that Jesus was talking to, and it included his disciples, probably some of his other followers and other people in general, and maybe a few Pharisees in there as well. He begins our reading by mentioning two words, fire and baptism, fire and baptism. If we were to read the Gospel of Luke in one sitting, we might note that this isn't the first time these terms have been spoken together. Way back in Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist spoke of the Messiah to come and of the Messiah's mission and purpose. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat in his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Jesus, the Holy One, the Messiah, was baptized by John the Baptist and came to baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus was referring to this part of his life in our gospel. Fire really has a two-pronged meaning here. On the one hand, it refers to refining, to judgment, to make pure. Certainly the life of Jesus Christ brings judgment. All of us would find it difficult to read through, say, the Sermon on the Mount and not feel at least a little bit ashamed 
because we can't live up to the standards that Jesus preached. We all fall short. Therefore, we fall under the judgment of that. But fire also refers to another future event, not just judgment. It is a sign and a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And we know from the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit came down like tongues of fire that rested on the apostles. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and the church was birthed. And we are, we are part of that movement, movement. We are continuing that story of the birth of the church today. So when Jesus says, I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled, it refers both to the Holy Spirit and judgment. He longs for the fire of the Holy Spirit to be at work already in the people of God, which of course brings challenges of judgment. When the fire of God falls, it falls on both the righteous and the wicked. Jesus then talks about baptism, saying, I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Here we see the humanness of Jesus with, with emotion, frustration, with stress. Baptism here is not referring to the rite of baptism per se. Jesus, of course, was already baptized. He wasn't getting baptized again in that way. But he meant it in a metaphorical sense of being overwhelmed by catastrophe. Baptism in the ancient world was a synonym of drowning. It has connotations of of death. What Jesus was referring to is his death. He knows his time is drawing close when he will give up his life on the cross. He is beginning to bear that weight. He's beginning to feel the stress of knowing his time is coming on the cross. And so two things that Jesus is pointing toward in his statement are some of the most important events in our faith the cross of Jesus Christ, and the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. They are the most transforming parts of our belief. What do we believe about the cross and resurrection? And what do we believe about the coming of the Holy Spirit? There are also very challenging aspects of our faith, which is why Jesus continues on in the next part of our reading when he says, do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. And at first glance, it seems like a, a contradiction to the whole Christmas narrative. When the heavenly host declared glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Maybe Jesus hadn't read the Christmas story. <laughs> but of course... It's not a contradiction. Jesus' birth and life and death and resurrection and ascension began a journey of peace to his followers that will culminate with his second coming, bringing peace, a new heaven and a new earth where every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But his life, death, resurrection and ascension also bring peace division, in the sense that there are some that believe and some that do not. There are some that accept the teaching and ministry of the Lord Jesus and some that reject it. 
and even work against it. Families split up over it. The prophets foretold that this will happen. When Jesus talks about father against son and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, he is quoting the prophet Micah from the Old Testament, a passage in which the prophet warns of imminent crisis and urges that the only way forward is complete trust in God. And thus the point, complete trust in God, complete trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus did not come to tell people that all paths lead to God. He did not come to tell people that what you believe doesn't matter. Jesus did not believe that all people are good or, or espouse the perfectibility of humanity. Jesus did not say you can do whatever you want as, as long as you do not hurt anyone else. His ethics are radical. He demands careful obedience and costly loyalty. And not everyone is willing to pay the price or to accept those who do. When a Muslim converts to Christianity, if I've had some of my missionary friends in other countries tell me, he or she, they, they, they are rejected by their own family. The name of Jesus, Jesus is often not used in public prayers because it might offend someone. Why is this? Because in his own words, Jesus came to bring fire to the earth. But the same fire that brings division and judgment, it brings the power of God. The only way to have peace in this world, to have peace in our own souls, is to yield to the wooing of the Holy Spirit who has called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. It is the fire of God that brings light to the world, showing us the darkness of our own hearts, yet also calling us to the light of the gospel. The baptism that Jesus alluded to was his death on the cross, a sacrifice that made a way for us to be forgiven of our sins, a sacrifice that made a way for us to have new life in Christ, a sacrifice that made a way for us to have eternal life. These words of Jesus are challenging to be sure, but instead of overlooking them and instead of turning the page to find the words of Jesus that we like, <laughs> Let us look at these words for what they say. Christ Jesus said that he came to bring fire. He came to earth to die, but he came that we might have life, renewed by the fire of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, renewed by a life of obedience following Jesus our Lord and our Savior, which is the promise we make in our baptism. And he is coming back again. A theme throughout the 12th chapter of Luke, he is coming back again. He is coming to redeem all of creation, to set the world at rights. And may we be ready for that day when he comes in all of his glory. And as we are continually filled by the fire of the Holy Spirit, may we share the good news to the world around us. Amen.
Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.